Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Pan of the Binding Warrior Podcast. Today's your Finish Strong Friday episode of the week. So in today's episode, I want to discuss how to be peaceful through learning how to be violent. And I know this is kind of a weird topic. Maybe it sounds like a weird topic for some of you listening to this. Uh, because we just came out of Thanksgiving yesterday, and now we're in the holiday season. We're all supposed to be about positivity and family and all these things. But I feel that this topic is still very important because throughout my life, I've noticed that the most dangerous individuals I've met, I mean truly dangerous individuals, people who are skilled MMA fighters, uh, blade fighters, uh, firearms uh, shooters, everything, um, all the people out there that I've met that are truly dangerous are some of the most peaceful, loving people I've ever met. And as we go into the holiday season, I think it's important for us to really embrace uh, our training and to learn more about how our training makes us more, not just more uh, capable, but more peaceful as well. So a lot of people, when they go into the martial arts or combat sports, uh, they really want to become a different version of themselves. They want to learn how to protect themselves. They want to be more fit. They want to be more mentally focused and courageous and all these things. And a lot of people think when I talk about martial arts, when people find out what I do for a living, the first thing that they think about is, oh, this guy's you know, probably really good at punching and kicking. Or this guy's really good at fighting. And they're not wrong, <laughs> right? But I'm so much more than that. And I've noticed that the more I train in martial arts, the more I learn how to embrace uh, self-protection and actually learning how to be violent for the sake of protecting myself and those that I love, namely my wife and my, my son and my little boy on the way, I am much more at peace. I have an ability to be self-controlled. I'm a lot more self-aware of my emotions. I don't fly off the handle when I'm faced with a potential threat or someone being aggressive towards me. I'm actually more calm. And why is this the case? If you remember from the like just about a minute ago, I just discussed how some of the most dangerous individuals I've met were also some of the most peaceful, loving people I've met. I think there's several reasons for this. And, my, and I'm really speaking from my personal experience as well as the experience that I've learned from my teachers um, and those I train. So um, when a lot of people go into the martial arts, again, they want to become more capable. They want to be tougher. And again, they think it's all about the fighting part. And they, a lot of people are mistaken thinking that well, if I learn how to fight better, I'm going to be a more violent person. And the truth is the opposite happens. The more skilled and the more capable you are as a fighter, the less you actually want to fight. It sounds like, uh, like a paradox, and it's, in a way, it kind of is. But the truth is, is that when you learn what you're truly capable of, as well as what you're not capable of, through realistic martial arts training and, and self-protection training, you realize what a responsibility it is. I think that's the big thing, right? Um, I know a lot of guys uh, in the MMA world, you know, for instance, uh, buddies of mine who've actually fought in pro-MMA, pro-boxing, pro-jiu-jitsu tournaments, and they'll tell me, you know, they look very violent. What they're doing is essentially very, very violent, but they would never want to get into a fight outside of the mat, outside the ring, or outside the cage for many reasons, right? Because the responsibility that they have, the skill set that they have, they could truly hurt if not kill somebody with their skill set. So they avoid confrontation, physical conflict as much as possible. They are not one to walk, jump into a fight for just because a guy called them a slur or a name or insulted their wife or something. They're very, very controlled. And they're very composed because they know what their bodies and their skill sets are capable of. And also from a humility side, we have to remember that the martial arts truly teaches you humility. There's nothing more humbling than being outclassed by somebody who's half your size, right? Um, and by learning humility, you don't want to fight because, again, you learn what you're capable of and you also learn what you're not so good at. <laughs> and it makes you more prudent. We talk about the virtue of prudence in our program. It makes you more prudent. It makes you more calm. 
Um, the martial arts truly teaches you how to know what you're capable of and not capable of. So therefore, you're much more careful when you're in a situation. If someone th- poses a, a violent attack towards you, you know how to walk away from that. And you know that you should walk away from that. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of pro MMA fighters, if they fight outside the cage, they're basically stripped of their belt. They're stripped of their, their fighting license. All right. And I think that's a good rule because <laughs> it's keeping them accountable. There's an external force that's keeping them accountable to make sure that they don't get into bar fights or fist fights outside of the cage. They got to keep it in the cage. All right. So that's the first thing I think Realistic martial arts training, self-protection training makes you realize what you're capable of as well as what you're not capable of. It teaches you uh, self-control because in, in, in a real fight, in a, in, a, in a fighting environment, when you're training that all the time, you're much more calm. You're trained to be calm so you don't simply react and fly off the handle, but also you realize, hey, I'm not the most deadly guy on the planet. <laughs> I train for that end, but I know I'm not bulletproof, so I need to be humble. And that's what martial arts provides. So I think that's part of the reason, one of the first reasons I would say that why some of the most dangerous people I know are some of the most peaceful people I know. All right. Another thing is the fact that, and I've, I've learned this through time, over time, especially in my own particular case, um, when you're fighting constantly, when you're, when you're my profession, right? I'm training and I'm, I'm sparring guys. I'm, I'm training people all the time and I'm training myself all the time. I have a level of confidence in myself knowing that I don't need to prove myself to somebody else. I think a lot of young men, especially, you know, I was, I was actually um, teaching a private at my home. And a bunch of boys just gathered in front of these teenage boys. They must have been ranging from 14 to 18. And they're from the local high school. And I guess they live in the neighborhood. And they had boxing gloves on. And they were watching us training. And I'm like, what are these guys doing with boxing gloves? This is pretty cool. I mean, you know, it's good to see boys learning how to be men, you know, by, you know, punching each other. (laughs) Is what I was doing as a kid. I'll probably make another podcast on that later on. But these boys were watching us. And I had so cool. Like, what are you guys doing? And, you know, I could see that what I was doing was really attractive to these boys. They saw the skill set that we were showing. We, they saw our skill with weapons and, and empty hands, and they were really fascinated by it. And then about five minutes later, you know, they said goodbye, they thanked us, and they walked down the street, and they proceeded to, like I said earlier, they, they had boxing gloves on, so they were sparring each other in the street, and I could tell that these boys were really just trying to find out what they were made of. There was about 10 of them, and they were all in a circle in the middle of the street, and they were trying to fight each other with boxing gloves on in somewhat of a controlled fashion. And they were going at it. And again, I, I commend this because this is something I grew up doing. Uh, but at the same time, I realized a big part of what they were doing was ego-driven. As young men, they were trying to figure out where I stand. Can I, up, can I overthrow the alpha male if I had to? Am I tough enough? Am I strong enough? And I think this is something that boys ask themselves in that very uh, important age range between 14 to like 18, even 21 and beyond. They ask, what am, I create, what am I made for? What am I capable of? Am I tough? Can I overthrow and displace the alpha? Am I capable? And so a lot of it was frankly ego-driven. At my age, I've already gone past all that. I've, I've, I've won. I've lost. <laughs> I got people in my tribe and in the Atienta Kali tribe for instance, that just, they light me up at will. I can't even come close to their skill level. And I got people below me that I hit at will because I'm their teacher. And it's important to have both, right? So I have a confidence in my skill set, knowing what I'm capable of, right? And knowing what I, 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 I'm totally confident in a situation where physical aggression is placed upon me because I've been put there before. A lot of guys, when they get put in a violent situation, they react, they panic, they, they don't know what to do because again, they're not aware of how to handle themselves. But if you train enough, and you're used to getting hit on a regular basis, you're used to physical pain, you're used to physical struggle, if a violent threat is posed upon you, you don't freak out and you don't panic and therefore you can act accordingly. That could be you running away, getting your family to safety. It could be you shielding them and protecting them physically and fighting back. It could be a whole slew of things. But at the end of the day, it comes down to understanding your confidence level. And that confidence doesn't come from 
uh, from a vacuum. It comes from training. It comes from knowing what you're capable of doing, as I mentioned before, as well as knowing that, hey, I've been in this place before. I don't have to freak out and I don't have to worry. And the third thing I realized this, and the more I go into the martial arts, and this is probably the most important aspect of the martial arts, I believe, uh, Manong Ganino Santo, uh, the legendary uh, protege of Bruce Lee, once said that uh, we walk in the martial arts through a physical door, then a mental door, and then the finally through a spiritual door. Because if you think about it, you don't really need a ton of fighting skill to survive a self-defense situation. You don't. I mean, if, you're, if I'm to be honest, if all a person wanted was basic self-defense, they could learn that in maybe a day and be good with that in basically a day. Okay, basic stuff. They're not going to defeat a high-level black belt or an MMA champion with that stuff, but they'll be able to survive 99% of altercations out on the street. It's not that complicated, right? Criminals are not high-level black belts or that skilled. They just want someone who's an easy target, right? But so the physical aspect is really not as important after a while. Okay, you could leave at any time. If you have six months of solid, realistic martial arts training, you're good <laughs> as far as self-defense is concerned, for, in my opinion. But if you want to go further, if you want to be a true warrior, in every aspect of your life, if you want to be that hero in your life, like I speak about on this podcast, you're going to want to go through the spiritual door. Now, I'm not talking like a religious door necessarily, but I am saying that when you are a skilled martial artist, you realize that, again, when you have that responsibility to be self-controlled, to make good choices, you also know what you're capable of, so you develop that confidence. But once you, the spiritual aspect of it is knowing that that responsibility is for the good of all. I tell my students all the time, um, wherever I am, that room is immediately safer because I am the most dangerous person in that room. And as the most dangerous person in that room, I want to make sure that that level of danger that I have is not for the detriment of the innocent. It's for the benefit of the innocent people there. It's only a detriment and a threat to those who choose to harm those innocent people. Okay. So again, when you walk through the spiritual door, you're actually walking through the realm of knowing how dangerous you truly are. You know, I think Dr. Jordan Peterson said that a good man, you know, has to be a dangerous man who has that level of danger under control. I'm just paraphrasing it, but you've probably heard this quote before. But basically, I cannot be a good man unless I have a level of danger to me, right? I can't be a true protector if I'm not dangerous. I need to be dangerous. I don't have to be a violent person, but as a man, as a husband and a father who has a family under his protection, under his, his, his leadership, I need to be dangerous. Again, not as a threat or a detriment to the innocent people around me, but as a threat and a detriment to the, the wolves out there, the threats, the violent uh, attackers out there that may try to harm those innocent people. So again, guys, learning how to be violent actually makes you more peaceful. You learn how to be more responsible with your behavior, your thoughts, your actions, where you hang out, who you associate with. You're also more confident knowing that you have been in a place that's violent before and therefore you don't have to fight. You can walk away because you know what you're capable of. And the third thing, we become more spiritual. We, we reckon, recognize that our fighting skill set, our level of dangerousness, if that's even a word, that adjective, that level of danger that we possess is, for, is supposed to be met for the benefit of society. And it's only supposed to be a threat to those who choose to harm that society. And that makes us more spiritual and more in tune with the community and the world around us. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Take care, God bless, and be the hero in your life.